0: Hello, welcome to the Whole Truth podcast of me, Jordan Stevens. Um, I feel like to camera, it feels like you've got to do a bit more. Hello. And, hello, you jo- and
2: I am joined by my.
0: And I'm boy- I'm boined I'm boind- <laughs> by my Joe. My, bu- my Joe host. Sorry, <coughs> let's start again. <laughs> welcome to the Whole Truth podcast of me, Jordan Stevens, AKA the one half of uh, the mixed race boys with uh, high tops and snapbacks. I am joined um, by a wonderful friend. Uh, and inspiring or just doing the most really. Uh Slumflower aka Chiddy. hmm I'm gonna call you Chid.
2: You're gonna call me Chid. I like when you call me Chid. You're the only one that calls me Chid.
0: I am the only one that calls you Chid and I'm proud of it. I'm happy. I for like you. to shorten names. Mm-hmm. Um and your full name, which is on the front of your book, is of course
2: Chidera Eggeru.
0: Yes. Smacked it. But it was weird for me to see because you have had this alias, Slumflower. I have. For Most the...
2: people know me as the Slumflower.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel about that, actually?
2: I don't mind. I get called it in the streets sometimes. I turn around like it's my birth name.
0: Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. I love that though. But before like, before we get into, I just want to before we get into about mental health and uh, I said mutual beliefs, mm-hmm. desire to like uh, create space for others to to be who they really are, which I love, which I think is very much in keeping with the notion of the I Am Whole campaign in terms mm-hmm. of. Creating conversation. Before that, though, what's your favorite color? Yellow. Is it?
2: Yeah. Why? Because, because I'm black, right? Yeah. And so when I wear yellow, it just brings out the richness of the Boom. hues, the undertones. Is it's it just perfect? The sun. The sun. It represents all things the energy beginning. and like the beginning. Of motherland. Yeah. Motherland. I hear you. All that.
0: Yo, yellow apparently also scientifically. It scientifically, It makes releases, you feel better. Yeah, yeah. When you see it as a positive colour. vibes, mm-hmm. positive mm. vibes
2: only. Yeah, who's it? Who does the yellow twinkle. project? That
0: yeah, we are yellow project on. Instagram. Yeah, by Neela. Neela, that's oh my it. God, yeah, she's yeah. So cool. yeah, she's dope. Yeah, I proper rate her. Um, amazing yellow. Well, that is actually one of the I'd say the the most rooted colors in our I am whole campaign. So thanks. Sick. Maybe that was unconsciously. Mm-hmm.
2: See, you know what I mean. See? Trying
0: to create that. Apparently, green is like. It's like positivity too. Though. Yeah, because
2: green represents life, mm. and I guess energy to health. If you look at like logos that can that contain the word green, it's normally the word the, 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 the color, color green. Yeah. It's normally to do with things pharmacies like hospital, pharmacies. I hear you. Regeneration, new go. life. Go, go,
0: <laughs> Movements. <laughs>
2: energy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. What's your favorite shape?
2: My favourite shape is a circle because it has no beginning or end. Love
0: that. I but think it's every- also like
2: a curved line.
0: I feel like over the course of this podcast it'll become ever clear that we know everyone's gonna say circle, really.
2: Cause I am whole.
0: <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I think I think Professor Green said triangle. Yeah.
2: Ooh, triangle There's a not cool that many though.
0: Do you know what I really want? I want someone to just come in and be like, like-
2: Dodeheptogram or something. Like yeah. a twenty eight sided shape that no one has discovered. Oof.
0: Yeah. Or like sphere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like circles so much, I like them in three dimensions. But I think what most, what seemed to have really hooked people in, because you've been saying, you've been doing the most, you've been saying a lot about how you feel about yourself and you've been stating your claim. That's what I feel I saw, which which I loved, was it was like, you were saying that there is a whole world of femininity that does not need to beckon to anything. Does mm. not need to- Seek um, permission. Yeah to exist yes and one of the 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 most um bold ways in which you did this was starting the campaign saggy boobs matter mm-hmm. what the, was the point i mean i think we've we've spoken about this you know but for the for the benefit of the listeners and and mm-hmm. for anyone who you can reach via this yeah what was the um what was the real moment when you were like you know what let's do this let's actually really let's get people involved in in feeling good about themselves because this is too much
2: yeah so I wanted to generate a conversation about women's bodies and the way we we respond to and police women's bodies um, in ways that often go unnoticed and are seen as normal and I found that as someone who is slim and attractive it means that I get to move through the world without anyone telling me I can't eat a pizza or else I'm going to die because I'm slim anyway. Mm -hmm. But I still found that even though I'm slim um, and attractive, I still have a body part or a pair of body parts that are met with a lot of shame and policing and ridicule. And you see that in the way women's bodies are responded to. Let's say um, you're working in a professional environment, you're told that you have to button your shirt up or all these things. And it means that yeah. your, bo- yeah, your body is almost seen as a threat. And on top of that, it also means that you've got to constantly seek permission to be the person that you want to be. Mm. Whereas that, that policing isn't placed on men. Men get to run around topless or do whatever they want to. True. And you don't even see their photos get pulled down from Instagram because it's okay for Men's
0: nips are all right.
2: Yeah, apparently someone decided that one day and then since then we've run with it for the rest of humanity. And so for me, saggy boobs matter is less about, you know, boobs and you know, the real boob versus fake boob story or the whole, you know, should I wear a bra, should I not? It's just more about women not having to seek permission to be themselves. And for me, I'm glad that I've been able to start that conversation and encourage other people to do the same, but hopefully it will allow us to stop putting so much emphasis on women and aging and, mm. you know, policing us through that process. Because for men, they get to be called things like Silver Fox and like Zeddy yeah, and all these things. Like if we look at the way people speak about George Clooney and Idris Elba, then if we look at the way people speak about other women who are aging, but aren't married. I think it's married. Patricia
0: Arquette was, an, was a recent example, which I thought, which actually Ooh, I, I, I caught her? myself with. Well, <laughs> there was that film Boyhood directed by Richard Linklater. Patricia Arquette is in this film mm-hmm. and you know she's most famous for a film called True Romance where she's yeah. beautiful gorgeous plays But I mean I haven't seen it in a while since there's been more conversation but there's probably all types of she plays a bride who's kind of pulled into this violent I don't know there's loads of shooting people but the characters are great and everyone dresses amazingly but, <laughs> but anyway she's now seen in this film and she's in, she's in her 50s you know mm-hmm. and she isn't LA kind of
2: yeah like and, Cougar, yeah. yeah,
0: and I found myself even in you know the, the the a lot of the the feedback from this is like oh she's um. You know, like she's not, and people are like, no, I anymore. think she just looks like a woman who's, yeah, because
2: everyone expects women to just bend reality and yeah, just like, to, like manipulate time and remain looking nice. 23 for the rest of our lives for real.
0: But then you get like people who aging comfortably at the like or whatever, he's not in the best shape, but no one's having a go at him about it. Yeah, know? he
2: just gets to be a multifaceted, full person.
0: I am intrigued though, about just while we're on the topic, is there enough spoken about in terms of how that gender difference affects? Women's mental health, because I was at a rally, uh, the uh, free periods. I was at the free periods rally. Oh yeah, how and was that? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's good for mental show support in in those situations. And also, it was kind of just baffling that. I mean, it's passed now. I think yeah. the tampon tax is getting revoked, which is great. But how long? Yeah, how long exactly? But my thing is how long. You what does that mean for the mindset of someone to be taxed on a gen on, on being a woman?
2: Right, because that the funny thing about that is it feels like the world hates women because you're basically saying I need to pay to not bleed on myself. And yeah. if I'm seen bleeding on myself, then I'm gonna get condemned for it. Trust. So I have to just not exist in order to avoid being judged.
0: More personally, to just rein it in. Mm. How how what is your personal relationship with mental health do, do does thinking about these things in the, in the world does that actually create a difficulty for you or not difficulty do you find that quite a lot do you have to kind of take time out and what do you what's your what, what's your bit of joy like what what do you do to to go oh you know what I'm me I'm great
2: so my relationship with mental health in terms of the conversation of like moving through the world of all these identities is that i'm making the effort to look after my mind and, you know, when it comes to things like activism, of course everyone says, put your money where your mouth is and, you know, do the work and show up. But for me, I'm also about putting your money where your mind is as well. So I make sure I go to therapy and I'm in a position where I can afford to do that. Mm -hmm. So I do it. And, but I think therapy doesn't just end when you leave your therapist's office. Therapy has to continue on in terms of how you make sure you make it your responsibility to, constantly check in with yourself Mm -hmm. but also to not let yourself become a product of your own darkness Mm -hmm. because it will literally eat you alive and for me there have been so many times where I've been close to being engulfed and what has pushed me there is me Expecting other people to understand me when really the problem was that I wasn't even making as much of an effort to understand myself. Yet I wanted other people to go out of their way to understand me. But then the issue with that is that the people that we expect to understand us barely even understand themselves. Trust. So from that, I've yeah. been able to. Yeah, Powerful. To gather that if you if you want anybody to understand you, or if you or if you're seeking, you know if you're seeking some sort of relationship with someone or any kind of companionship where that person has room for you, is that person making the effort to learn their self and know their self and consciously grow into their self? Because if they're mm. not, then you can't expect much from them emotionally because they don't even know themselves well enough to be able to even see that in you.
0: And this would probably be a great time to talk about what a time to be alone. What a
2: time to be alone, <laughs> yes. So what's a time to be because
0: alone. Because I hear you on that, just to recap, like. Yeah. I think you're often you 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 have such a you're you have such a propensity for like really quite profound thought and and genuine thank you self excavation but I think you just go over it you're like me you're quick <laughs> your mind's a bit like yeah busy which i i love i love that about you thank you put your money where your mind is I don't know if you've copyrighted that shit but i'm d i <laughs> like that is. Yo, Never
2: gets to the lawyer first. What? Bro, I'm, I'm about
0: to release that <laughs> book and it's one it. page long and it says, go to therapy. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but uh, that's a very, very real issue or real obstacle that people find every day measuring themselves on other people's opinions.
2: Oh yeah. And I'm sure you can relate to this because you're mm. from a world where the thing is when you're an entertainer, it means that you literally live off applause and so that means that you need you need to be liked you need to be liked in terms of for your career to thrive you need to be liked right in a certain yeah. capacity and so for me i've been you become in, a, in
0: authentic sometimes
2: yeah or people or people decide that you're inauthentic regardless mm. of how close to yourself that you're actually being and so for me, I've had to deal with a lot of people using using the word disingenuous to describe you. But the irony, really? of, that, yeah, but the irony of that is that none of these people have ever met me. And so why that's ironic is because the word disingenuous means that, you know, you're behaving in a way that's untrue or false or fake. But for someone to be able to gather that, they need to have actually spent enough they time to have with have to mean average. Right. So there's no actual mode method of measurement here of my character. And why that used to really grit at me is because I used to think that... You know, if people think I'm fake, then how am I gonna prove that I'm real? But then the problem with trying to prove that you're real means that you end up becoming fake because then you're now performing a version of yourself. So I've had to learn, again, for my own peace of mind, that it's not my job to be a version of myself that people um, have decided that I am. Because again, as an entertainer or as someone who provides some sort of, you know, um, joy out into the world, it's quite it's quite a dehumanizing position to put yourself in because people idolize you. And so when you idolize someone, you're That's stripping tough. them. Yeah, you're stripping them of their human human abilities, which means that they're only allowed to be this one thing. How do you cope with that? Well, for me, I'm reminding everyone every day, don't look at me as your role model fan, I'm not your role model. Uh-huh. You see what Cardi B did, yeah? Where she rushed Nicki Minaj at, at yeah, she threw a
0: shoe that at, energy,
2: yeah. Cardi Cardi B ran so we could fly. That's the kind of energy I move through the world with. So if you randomly see me fighting on a award show, don't try and say, "Oh, this isn't this this isn't love, This isn't chilly. It is me, fam. It's a want. side of me you haven't seen." Yeah, and I for me, that. I don't want to ever be anybody's idea of, you know, a role model or someone's cookie cutter for their life because that means that I can only be one stagnant version of myself Fair for that. someone else. I don't exist for anyone else. I'm here to make my own mistakes because that's going to build my experiences. A rolling, Ooh, a rolling model. Oh, a rolling model. Constantly in motion, fam.
0: No moss. Constant
2: mo- that's right. Hashtag we're not no gathering moss. no moss because we're rolling stones. Um, yes. <laughs> I hear you. So the book. Yes, my book is called What a time to be alone. Zup. Why? Yeah, so I wrote what a time to be alone because first of all, I was playing on the phrase what a time to be alive. And what a time to be alive is normally an expression that's used to just like, you know when you're looking at life and you're like, wow, life is mad. And that could either be a good thing or a bad thing or just like a neutral, just wow, life is a lot. Yeah. And so for me, I found that solitude is a lot. Solitude is a lot for a lot of people. Like everyone's scary kind of, yeah, it's scary. Everyone has like this fear of dying alone. And for me, that fear of dying alone was really, really just taking up so much space in my mind and making me feel really inadequate. So I wanted to challenge it and ask myself, okay, so who was it? Who was it that taught me that me being with myself was not enough? And why do I believe them? I have to now work backwards and trace back all the conditioning to where it all began in terms of, like, why do I feel like I'm not good enough as as, as a solid unit? Because yeah. if I came into this world on my own, I'm definitely going to leave on my own. Uh-huh. And so it means I'm already equipped with enough to survive this world on my own. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't seek companionship and it doesn't mean that I'm weak or that I failed for wanting to find love and be with someone. But what it means is that I need to spend this time that I have with myself, learning myself and being able to understand that if I want to be in any kind of relationship or even just to find companionship that's valuable and worthy, that I need to believe that first I'm deserving of that. But that belief can't come without understanding that- Yourself. You know, yeah. And you're calling your own company. And like understanding that you're wonderfully made and that everybody is a different version of trash. Mm. And that it's about being the least, the, the least trash possible. Um, but also... <laughs> no, but it's true, though. I mean, we we'll were just talking about participating in capitalism. Walking that's through, definitely that's trying trash. trying to be as, as
0: little trash as possible. Yeah, I'm trying to be... i album title. What, trying to be less trash.
2: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It's very self-descriptive, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or just trashy.
2: Tra- little trash. Little, Young trash.
0: Little trash. That's your new name? My, that's my oh, name, so happy finally. I'm so trash. happy for you. I'm so happy for you. you.
2: I'm really happy for Good. you.
0: Good. I think it's solidified where I'm coming from. Do yeah. you think that... Um, we live in a society that makes people feel as though it's scary to be alone. Do you know what I mean oh, is absolutely. there a pressure to be in a relationship? I found that I quite mean, real. look at
2: look at look at um before we had Instagram, which is where we're seeing all that like, the wedding rings and the I said yes pictures. Before we had that, we'd have things like OK magazine. Before we had OK magazine, we'd still have things like, you know, um, maybe it's like the year 1705. And, yeah. you know, Charlotte, who lives with her rich boyfriend, is getting married in the town square. So everyone's yeah. going to have to come and witness it. Yeah. And then everyone's going to hope that they meet their potential partner at that way. Wit- so again, this whole, yeah, this whole idea of, you know, marriage is something that is pushed heavily in society because marriage isn't just a thing that you do when you love someone. It's also a financial and legal decision as well. Um, isn't and that, that like benefits-
0: kind of the only reason? other book you've released
2: yes scribble yourself feminist
0: how do i do that
2: what did you do do i how just do get do to d-
0: I scribble myself feminist
2: so it's a coloring book and Love it's that. aimed at young thinkers around 12 and up and it's all about really introducing younger people to the conversation of human rights because feminism is not just a girly thing it's a human rights issue um, but i've aimed the message mainly at young girls because You know, your parents can work really hard to instill wonderful messages in you that you're great and you're talented and you are everything beyond what the world tells you a girl is. But the moment you leave your house and you start interacting with the outside world, society is still going to respond to you differently. And so through this book, I aim to find a fun and witty and cute way to, you know, challenge societal norms and allow young girls to be able to take their power back into their own hands so the book includes loads of fun and allows you to color pages in and you can read loads of fun quotes from like people like Maya Angelou to um Oprah and Chimamanda yeah I really wanted to write that because I feel like of course it's all well and good having this conversation of adults but we shouldn't have to have the conversation with adults there should be people in the world who already understand that women are people and the only way we can actually shift the way the world is moving is by starting with people who are
0: young so but another tweet i saw recently from you uh was talking about black women's um relationship with vulnerability yes please can you
2: so me being a black woman means that i am often excluded from what femininity truly means and that is very clear in the way that the world Well, if you look at the way the world responds to Serena Williams, that pretty much shows you as a visual example. So if Serena Williams is physically strong, she's emotionally strong, she's mentally strong, she has the entire um, frame of a winner from how her mind works and the way that she views herself to how she carries herself. And so when you are a black woman and your physical appearance is seen as masculine and You are mentally resilient then people will compare you to a man and it means that you're treated as less of a woman and more than a man and so that means less vulnerability for you and we see that in the way the world responds to serena williams yeah um but then if we compare that to the way that maria sharapova is treated then it's very clear what i'm trying to speak about here and that's very it's quite it's quite easy to identify that especially um if you look at the kind of campaigns that. Maria Sharapova gets like Evian, which is all about purity. I actually did that with Campaign with her. No way. But yeah,
0: Evian. (laughs) Also, she went out in the third round, which pissed me off so much. Because it was like, we we got the the Evian advert with her for Wimbledon, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like this song, and they're promoting it, and it's like woof woof, and then she went out. (laughs) Woof woof. Do you know what I mean? She went out third round. I was like, (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, do you know what I mean? At least if she had won, it yeah, would have been like, Hannah Rizzo, get them. She went out real quick. I hope we didn't hex her. Anyway, I'd prefer to do one with, um, well, I'd love to do one with I would Serena. be honoured to part, even top.
2: exist in the same country as Serena.
0: I saw her win Wimbledon <gasps> and it was one of the, was the most powerful moment? things ever. But you know what I thought was, actually, this is another conversation, but yeah. what I thought was wild is that she thank God first. I find that so fascinating. I feel like that belief in something outside of yourself can sometimes summon power. Mm. but you're, but you're, what I find interesting is you tweeted something that suggested actually that, that this expectation of black women leads to a, a covering of some sort, or like um, it leads to then, or you're saying that a lot of the strength that black women have to adhere to is mm-hmm. actually reflective of.
2: Yeah. So basically what I mean when I say that black women aren't afforded vulnerability and the room to be feminine is that, we spend our entire lives having to be policed. It's and the
0: suicide thing you said. You said something along the lines of black women. Mm. Oh, because, because you've been uh, conditioned to, to consider life to be a requirement.
2: Oh. oh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so that was a tweet that I reposted from reposted, someone. Reposted, And it was and an interesting so, point. Yeah, so the tweet basically says something, it's a paraphrase, but the tweet says something along the lines Um, of black women having a much lower suicide rate because the world feels entitled to us existing and we've been reared as those who protect our community and we are taught that we just have to be strong for everyone else. And so- I do
0: think there is a strength in that though, that the suicide rates are low. I mean, I would hate for that to change. Mm,
2: The thing is that strength, that strength exists, but um, no one should have to be that strong. And- I think for you to to brave such a storm where nobody's looking out for you and still come out on it's the other like side and everyone's like you did it well yeah, yeah, done yeah, yeah, but no yeah, one's yeah. like instead of you having to fight this storm why don't we just create conditions where you don't have to even do this to begin uh-huh. with imagine what the world would be like for black women if we didn't have to fight all these storms
0: no I hear that but then similarly I do think there's a world where you don't fight any storms and it's so unfulfilling not, I'm, sa- I'm not saying it. It should be self. Well, the way what I mean is. is like, as you know, in, I mean, like, you know, race and that both and... people need to. I think both ends of the spectrum need to come in. Mm. I, I think the relinquishing of privilege should actually bring people into everyone understanding that pain is attributed to existence, and a lot of that pain for people who have power is actually letting mm. go of it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So I'm not saying that, like, yeah. yeah I just. I totally agree with you. This is a big... We're talking big style here. We're existential. We're flying out into mm-hmm. the world of reconstructing our entire we're system. We're looking at the world from like a... You I actually realise... Like yeah, and I realise you didn't actually tell me what you do... What do I do? ...to find oh. joy <laughs> in your moments. Do you ever want <laughs> to ask to... you about like... about the mental health and you were talking about how solitude is powerful? Yes. I also want you to what tell I do me... To find when joy. you have these moments when you're like, oh, I just realised anarchy is the only way I'm going to be able to live peacefully. When you're not having those <laughs> moments... Where, how do you go, ah oh, you know what I mean? Is oh, it a bath? What?
2: Um for me it's actually I spend loads of time with my best friend. Um That's... so we just get to discuss so we've managed to create so our friendship is pretty much a safe space, right? Right. Where we've managed to create a dynamic where we can just like take we can just take the world off and be ourselves amazing and talk about everything together from you know because he he's a straight black man yeah and i'm a straight black woman and so the world responds to us differently Love but that. also it means that we we you've met him actually you met my black Panther. Like, really is that cool. who yeah, it is
0: yeah, oh he still yeah. never gave me he took the photo yeah he took
2: the photo he's still I got it i want a photo of you room. we can put that as the cover
0: for this i anyway. know it's, it's we just both look steezy you know? yeah i have my big jacket, jacket on everything sick. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Had yeah, the whole vibe going, but
2: on. but yeah, it. like I just get to be my complete self. Like sometimes I'll just come to his house and like my I haven't got my wig on or like the other day I wore his I wore his clothes to go to an event. Like I just get to he just gets to be my you get actual. to be truly you. I get to be truly me, and that's, that's when a I feel the most thing about joy. Friendship? Is it? Yeah, because it you know just welcomes is? me in my entirety and doesn't make me feel judged for like emotionally relapsing or it's just nice. That's real. Mm-hmm. You're lucky, and it's hard. Yeah, it's really really hard to find that, and that's why I always feel really really grateful. Gratitude. Gratitude, fam.
0: Is the attitude.
2: Is the attitude.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. I really what about that's you? kinda touched my heart. What do I do to find joy?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh I stare at a blank white wall.
2: Ooh, why? I don't. Oh.
0: But I could do. But it's
2: interesting though, because that reminds You know me what?
0: Of... Weirdly I could do. Uh, I really could.
2: <laughs> like, Just stare at my wall. Because it's the idea wall. of
0: being able to come up with an idea. Uh, I like my place of joy I think is is. You know, there's um, I I find it I find a similar feeling in various pockets of life, you know, mm. and it can be quite fleeting, which isn't great. But it's like when I've is
2: fleeting, isn't it? Yeah, it's never but constant. It's,
0: it's writing and going. Oh, I actually know where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's hugging your girlfriend in the morning. It's oh. like it's <laughs> it's like sitting down with a mate and then saying something and they go, I totally get that. Yeah, you know, it is watching the opening credits of Space Jam. Just let's be <laughs> real. Let's be real right now.
1: Yeah. Jam. Come on in, Jam. and am welcome. Yeah.
0: Um, so, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're talking about these moments of joy and we, we did a thing with YMCA recently called Peer to Peer, which is exploring the, the, commun- the contact between friendship and how important friendship is to mental mm-hmm. stability. We do seem to be living in a time right now where the world is rife of opportunity to feel inadequate or stressed. Of course. So like, what do, what's what's your opinion on, on social media in that regard? Do You use social media a lot. I you do, I basically
2: of, built my career on it.
0: I, I'm terrified of it. I, yeah, I, I, I try and convince myself to do store Insta stories. And... If you
2: notice, I don't really talk much on Twitter anymore. I just retweet stuff and just post links to my interviews. How has it affected and... you? I think it's affected, oh my gosh, I, ne- I mean your career, but. Okay, I'll start with negatively. Cause I mean, the positive aspects are quite obvious. <laughs> but negatively, mm. <laughs> negatively social media has affected me in a way where there was a point where when I'd leave my house, I would get intrusive thoughts that would tell me everyone hates me. Oh. And it would just make me want to cry in the street. There was times when I'd just like, I'll be walking home and I'd just sit sit on sit outside someone's. Imposter house syndrome now, isn't it? It's a combination of imposter syndrome Anxiety. and um, paranoia. And that comes from having a lot of spectators in your life. Uh-huh. And that's something that happens with social media because there aren't really boundaries. It's just a lot of people having-
0: And you press send, yeah. And you
2: press send and then whatever happens, happens to you. There's no room for regulation or for people to look out for you. or, <sighs> And that's why I found that the reason why I, I think social media um, negatively is quite a terrible place is because there are a lot of fragile and sensitive discussions that are being had online. And whilst it's quite progressive relatively, the problem is that one A lot of these need to be had offline Where there's room for people To ask healthy questions And, and learn in their own time Yeah
0: go back and forth
2: Back and forth That back and forth is necessary but Seriously Because you see You see on social media There isn't really a back and forth It's always I said this And that's what I said There's no room for and discussion And people be getting
0: cancelled
2: Oh my goodness Yeah that's a whole different conversation The whole cancellation thing But
0: like It's. I think it contributes to a state. I've been cancelled
2: so many times, which is hilarious because I am still here, honey. Uh, Um, (laughs) But the thing about
0: (laughs) you know what I mean, though.
2: Yeah. No, of course I know what you mean. I think the thing because like you can't
0: be wrong. Like.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. You're not allowed to be wrong. You're not allowed to be be fallible. You're not allowed to be what
0: human? Uh, Because social media
2: strips you of that. Social media limits you to being this. And
0: nowadays, more than ever, you got to be like affect the bot
2: yeah you yeah yeah you have In to, be order to get that read your point has to be succinct and mm, clear and mm. nuanced only 140 characters and, and also like, it has Bro. to
0: include all the current politically active <laughs> uh-huh. standpoints and
2: all the correct words all the words and syntax and
0: syntax yeah it's mad mm-hmm. but you i think a that. lot of i think there's yeah i yeah right So people
2: don't want to have discussions they just want to they just want to fight and i'm like listen if you want to go and fight yeah go and fight your mom don't come do that with me because i'm not doing that
0: don't fight your mom why no, you're looking for that. someone to go
2: and beef. Yeah, don't, don't beef do the mom.
0: me. No, don't I mean,
2: that's not my problem at this point. because yeah, You're true. coming to beef me, you know? Yeah. Beef go and the look screen. for someone to go and beef fight. Beef the screen. Beef the screen. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: Beef the screen. Beef the screen. So, what advice would you give to young people operating in the world of social media?
2: I would say that you've got to understand that one. Nobody's out here posting their failures as much as they're posting their successes. If anything, no one really posts their failures. We should just do that um, for a bit. Oh my gosh, imagine that. If you were to, oh my gosh, if you were to post your failures.
0: Forgot to brush my teeth again.
2: (laughs) What (laughs) What would you post? Is that a
0: failure though? Let's be honest. It's not though. What would I I post as my failures?
2: But then that's the thing. Is anything a failure if it's a lesson?
0: No. Well, listen, this is another conversation again. Our perception of of failure is different. Yeah. It's a
2: difficult, again, see, this is the thing. It's good that we're having this conversation here. But then imagine trying to have this conversation on the internet. Someone's going to come out and be like, oh, excuse me, where's the nuance?
0: Yeah, also no one does want to see that really. I think people (laughs) want to champion each other. There's a a lighter side to it, Mm. but it's just when it, it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say that nothing anybody ever ultimately does is because of you. Mm. But I'd also try to remind people as well that the only way to be a better human being... um, if you don't have access to other people in where you live, it's just to follow people who have different experiences to you. So yeah, diverse. So in my case, for example, I've I make sure to follow loads and loads of gender non conforming people um, because they speak about their experiences in a way that I'm able to yeah. actually have access to them. Um, and that allows me to be able to gain an understanding of how the world treats them and how they are viewed and how they move through the world and what I can do to not just um help them be safer but to recognize the role that i play in a society that harms them and understand as well that until gender non-conforming people are not free then neither am i so this this fight is for all of us it's not mm. just for a particular isolated group of people that make up a relatively small percent- percentage it's of the bad. world
0: is there something you tell yourself in the morning is there something you tell yourself before you go to sleep any little tips and tricks you know um, just like a self worth or moments where you floundered and found yeah
2: what works for me in terms of generating self love and maintaining my confidence is i try to go for walks alone for as long as possible and the reason why i like walking is because when you're in a when you're in a state of transit it means that you have time to actually observe yourself, not as a person who is here or there, but just as a person who's moving. And so it allows you to have certain conversations with yourself and and you don't have to think about responding to anyone, you just get to walk. And it feels like you're walking away from the thing that's bothering you. But also, um, if you choose a particular walk route as well, um, it creates like a weird map in your mind where, where that walk route becomes comforting. Yeah. So for me, I live in Peckham, but- um, Like a routine yeah so I live in Peckham but one of the closest train stations to me is Broccoli and so it's for me it's about, it's about 25 minute walk to my house and but I really really enjoy that walk because I've been doing that I've been walking that route for so many yeah. years that it's formed it's formed like a, a map of my mind yes it's really comforting when I walk it and I remember the times when when I think about the things that are eating away at my mind and I never thought I'd be able to get past them when I walk that route again I'm able to actually have a clear head because I just can tap myself on the back and be like, wow, you really got through it. So walking for me is major.
0: Love that. Major. Music.
2: Music is a major one for me. Yeah. Um, I I get quite... um, What's the word? Not obsessive, but if I like the way a particular song sounds, then I'm basically going to listen to it until- Just repeat. You're one of them. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like a song anymore. It just sounds like a collection (laughs) of instruments and noises that make me happy. Yeah. I really love that as well. But I'm also learning to be quite, when it comes to music, I'm trying to learn to understand that, um, again, people don't, musicians don't owe me the world that I want to exist in. So at the same time, how I mean, mean, it's mean it's a difficult it's, it's a difficult, a difficult conversation because because as much as if you're in a position of, of of influence and power then you do have a responsibility to not to not be a bigot or to not be um to not create harmful messages. Um but at the same time I'm also trying to because everybody's gonna disappoint everyone and I'll just try to not look for people's thoughts on on things like. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, are
0: you trying to are you trying to map out a way to be like I still bump music with dumb ass messages? No, 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 no,
2: no, no hell no! What I'm saying is because it's that, quite
0: hard to avoid that. I'm not gonna lie.
2: No, what I'm now saying is that I'm trying to not get so attached to...
0: The messages in music.
2: Yeah, because people are constantly shifting and changing.
0: Has there ever been a moment where a particular song has saved you? Has there been a... uh, Is there a particular song you go to if you're... Yeah?
2: Frank Ocean. The whole album. The whole album, fam.
0: Just saved you. It's
2: just angsty, but also it's not angsty. It's emotional and it's multifaceted. I think he's one of the greatest
0: writers of our generation. Truly. Like the way he... he... China
2: Orange, my favorite album in the world.
0: yeah. And you know, I think it's just something to do with the way he can incorporate uh, like colloquial language into something yeah. that's truly profound. You know what I mean, or like when he says, see both sides like Chanel. Yeah. It's like,
2: oh, so witty. what are you saying, Frank? <laughs> Why are you so great? I want to yeah. meet him one day. He's definitely one of my emotional, emotional icons.
0: And, and and he's written some wonderful prose as well, just aside of his music. Absolutely. So okay, dope, blonde, Frank Ocean, and and that is that celebratory and in a place of. Uh... Well, when I want to
2: be emotional and vulnerable, I just listen to Blonde because I'm like, yeah, I get to be, I get to be sad, but sad isn't like a shameful thing. It's just Oof. me being able to access that softer side of myself, and yeah. that's really important. And I'm glad Frank Ocean gave us something to work with. With that.
0: And celebratory?
2: Beyonce Blow.
0: Blow? It,
2: yeah. She's really owning her sexuality as a person, mm. but also she's proud of how beautiful she is and she's very vocal about her skill set and she's very assertive about what she wants. I'm like, yes, Beyonce.
0: I think Beyonce would be in up there for a lot of people's celebratory music.
2: Of course. I feel like anybody who goes out of their way to say that they don't like Beyonce I feel like you're just saying that for sake of saying it how can you like you don't even have to be personally drawn to her music but what you're not going to do is fail to recognise the talent that she possesses and her work ethic it's a you joke can't.
0: I saw her and Jay Z and it's like my man was <gasps> what doing on the run tour yeah Jeez. the recent one yeah 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 and it's like he doesn't <laughs> do a lot I uh, rate Jay Z lovely guy um, <laughs> very talented rapper good lad but like <laughs> The difference in work having on that stage. Of
2: course, he was
0: just walking up and down. Beyonce can (laughs) he just just turn up? Beyonce
2: can pace across the stage while singing and remain in breath,
0: and also while rapping. Now, bruv. With your mental health personally and your personal life and your private life, Mm -hmm. do you do you do you keep that space to you and your best friend? Do you feel uncomfortable going too deep in public?
2: I love this question. Um, So I save. I like to save certain parts of myself for myself, right. but at the same time, I'm I used to do that as a way of protecting myself and hiding. But now I'm learning that the same those same parts that I save and 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 protect, I now share them with my best friend because I think yeah. in order to in order to welcome joy into your life, you've also got to be willing to access vulnerability. Um, so I tr- I do that with someone that I trust, but also in terms of my personal life. I'm. This is something I'm trying to work through in therapy where I have this thing where I just hold this belief that I don't need anyone. And mm. it can be quite dangerous to think you don't need anyone because then it means that you view people as disposable. And so that idea comes with um, cutting people off anyhow. I used to cut people off for fun. Yeah. And it's terrible because it shows poor communication skills. It also shows, shows an inability to recognize your own role that you played in the situation because when you cut someone off you don't have to actually address anything or acknowledge your behavior you just be like well they're gone now they were problematic i don't like them done but before cutting them off ask yourself what role did i play in this situation what did i do to make room for this what could Mm. i have done to behave differently in a way that would we'll probably maybe avoid the situation or at least be able to recognize the symptoms of it earlier on. Mm-hmm. Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. So if you do still want to cut the person off, of course you can, but it's about context and knowing why you're doing it and understanding the role that you've played in it.
0: We're doing a thing called whole hour soon.
2: Yeah. what's whole hour?
0: It's like we're promoting uh, a notion of like with YMCA, we're suggesting people mm-hmm. for an hour in the day, just do something to focus on themselves.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: So what would you do? If you had an hour, you just got like, no, you got to put the phone aside. You are an hour, what are you going to do?
2: Yeah. I would. So you could
0: do anything as well. There's a super teleporter here, so you can like go and swim if you want.
2: <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, I can't swim, so I'm going to drown. Yikes.
0: Um, I'm sure you can swim. I would visit... visit- Float? Do you
2: so. know what? I would travel time and visit those who came before me and try to understand what the world was like for them
0: before I was born. Because if you look That's at- That's what you do with your hour off in the day.
2: Absolutely. Do you know
0: how intense that is?
2: <laughs> that is like the face- most chid
0: answer in the world. <laughs> I should have confined this to actually within your circle. <laughs> if you had an hour in the okay, day- Okay, if I had an hour you to realistically- te- You would go back in time yeah. and try and understand the struggle. Mm-hmm. You ne- Right, this is no, but this hour in a day is so it's so. People with your mind don't do that to you. Don't do that to <laughs> yourself.
2: Okay, if I had an hour a day, if I had an hour in the day to just secure peace and joy.
0: No, you just for yourself.
2: Just for myself.
0: Yeah, the hour and and let's just keep it. Let's rule it right in. You're in Peckham.
2: I'm in Peckham. <laughs> you got an
0: hour. Got no an phone. hour.
2: No phone. Straight right in. Just gonna walk yeah. to. There's a section in Peckham, right, park where there's a whole lavender garden. It's my secret hideout. Lavender. No one shut up yeah Yeah. it's my hideout it's my hideout because no one really knows about it but it's a really cool lavender garden I'm going to go there and I'm just going to write everything and not try to make it rhyme or not try to make it sound cool
0: listen Chid it's been wonderful having you on I think I would like thanks for having me yeah for a young woman to be able to look at like your page where everyone feel away feel encouraged or not feel alone I think it's pretty special and big up on your books and that Thank and, um, you.
2: You're going to come to the music with mental health, if you're oh, Absolutely. Yes. Man's got time. See so. you there. All right, do man. <laughs>
0: Have a good one. That's the whole truth podcast. Cheers. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be.